Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. My granddaughter just graduated from college. She went to SCAD, uh, Savannah School of Art and Design. She she graduated with a degree, magnum cum laude, uh, in the fields of social media marketing and uh, the, the just social online marketing, video, the whole thing. And it's the first year for that degree. And I got to thinking, if she came to me and said, Poppy, uh, I just got a $25,000 bonus for signing with Facebook, and uh, I want some advice on how to invest that money for long-term investments. What would I advise her to invest it in? And so I, I gave it some thought. And I want to share with you in this video, if, again, this happened, what six stocks I would suggest she invest in. Um, I think it might surprise you a bit. It's, it's again, based on my theories of investing uh, for in companies that are going to change the way we live. And I'll give you a clue. Um, and I've said this numerous times in January of 2019, um, Tim Cook was asked, uh, if we go forward, uh, 20 years and, and look back, what is Apple going to be remembered for? And Tim says, it, we're going to be remembered for our contributions to healthcare. Wow. That's probably not what you thought, but let's explore it a little and let's let me tell you what I would have what I would tell Haley if she said, where should I put my $25,000 today for future investing? Be right back. Got to get rid of this uh, disclosure that I'm not your financial advisor. And this is just purely entertainment and education. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, start from the beginning. <laughs> beginning doesn't start that far back. It starts back in uh, March of 2020. I believe the most important thing that you need to recognize in making future investment decisions uh, for your future retirement or whatever, you need to recognize that on March of 2020, this world changed. Um, greater than anything that has happened in our world up until now, because this is the first time that something happened that affected the whole world at one time in the same way, and then there had to be a reaction to it. I have, I have said... In, in my life, very early in my life, I, we were involved in World War II, but that only really affected the people drastically and, 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 and truly involved in Europe as Hitler tried to move across Europe. Now, those of us are those people, my parents and grandparents, were here in the United States, and they didn't really get involved in it. Neither did the people in Asia, neither the people in India, Africa. They just weren't involved. But they were involved in the coronavirus. And so the change that will 
come about as a result of that is worldwide. It it, it it's whatever every everybody in the world. So what it pointed out was that our healthcare system is broken, that we weren't prepared for a virus, we didn't know how to react to a virus, and we were treating health situations all the wrong way. We needed to be proactive rather than reactive. And that's what I believe is going to drive the stock market and give you the opportunity and Haley the opportunity to make big returns. The key players in that this, I believe, are going to be uh, Apple, Google, and Amazon. They are all making steps to be involved in the change in our healthcare system. But that's not where the big money is going to be made. You're go- that you, where, where you've got to go is to find the, the small startup that has uh, something that they want or that they can't duplicate that is going to propel their stock price exponentially. Um, the first one of that that I've recently invested in and will continue to invest in is that of Teladoc. And that is that we have come to the place now where we aren't go nobody wants to go to the doctor and wait in the waiting room forever but instead we want to telecommunicate with our doctors and that started this last year what a lot of people think teledoc is is the zoom of medicine it's not it's a data company as you are exchanging your information with your doctor, you're also giving that information to Teladoc, and they are going to monetize it in one way or the other. The other one is 23andMe. 23andMe has, is the first company that has been approved by the um, FDA, uh, is that right, Federal Drug Administration, to... Um, to gather data and share that data relative to our genome. And so we are going to see uh, them as a data company as well. And that, if you look at Amazon, Google, and Apple, which I say want to duplicate these companies or purchase these companies, that's what they're making their money on. The whole world is now wrapped around use of data. So these are two stocks I'd tell Haley. They're still cheap, they're still available, and they're at the infancy of their development. So I would buy them. Along the same avenue, what is going to have to happen is the data that these two, that uh, Teladoc, that's T-D-O-C, and 23andMe, that's M-E, the data that they're using is now going to have to be adapted to our bodies. And that is to say, how can we take the data of these people and then apply what we've learned through artificial attention to Carrie's body? And that's through genome sequencing of Carrie's body. That's what 23andMe is doing, but what machinery are they using to do it?
Well, that's where Pacific Biosciences comes in, uh, P-A-C-B, and Illumina, uh, I-L-M-N. They are the two largest companies that create the machines that sequence our genes. Now, sequencing of your genes is something that a lot of people don't know anything about, but are going to learn about real quick. And you're going to learn that if your doctor or your medical professionals have a sequence of your genes, they have a roadmap of your body, and they can compare your roadmap with millions of other people's roadmap, then take the data that Teladoc and 23andMe are getting and that Apple is getting through its uh, its smartwatch, Apple Watch, and that Google is getting through your Fitbit, and take that data, connect it to your genome, and now predict what's going to happen in your body, rather than you going to the doctor and him asking you, do you have any pain? Your data is going to tell the doctor of any future pain before it happens. So we become proactive in our medicine rather than reactive. So that I know my phone will literally tell me you've got something that needs to be addressed. And like my car that tells me because of all the data that is gathered off of my car, your car, and everybody else's car, take me to the shop, that's what's going to happen in the medical field. It's going to become proactive. My BMW, if if a disproportionate of shares of them start having problems with the right axle on the rear side of the car, BMW is going to notify me and to bring to the shop. If if a disproportionate amount of people who have a similar genome as me get start having problems with whatever, I will be notified. That's where medicine's going. So I want to own, I want Haley to own Teladoc and 23andMe. I want her to own Pacific Bioscience and Illumina. Now, the other thing that is a product of the virus is that we learn that our supply chain is broken and that we don't have the ability to make what we need when we need it here in the United States. In addition, that's part of our infrastructure. And if you listen to what's going on in Congress and and, and the White House, We've got to rebuild that infrastructure so that we can be self-sufficient. We are extremely vulnerable right now. One of the areas that is going to make a... First of all, why aren't we manufacturing in the United States? Because our labor is too expensive. And so we shipped everything off to Mexico and, and to Vietnam and to China and said, hey, you got cheap labor, you manufacture everything that we need. Well, we still don't have cheap labor, but we do. And it's called 3D printing. And that is that of the 30,000 parts in my BMW, a thousand of them can be 3D printed. Now, what is, 
I, I was telling this to some people and they say, I just don't understand 3D printing. I said, do you understand a printer putting ink on a, on, on a piece of paper? Yes, I do understand that. What if that ink was not ink, but it was little pellets of metal? And along with when I put it down, I also put an adhesive. So I put one layer of pellets with adhesive, laid another layer of pellets with adhesive, laid another layer of pellets with adhesive, and a computer was designing the results of what I was building. Can you imagine then I could have built, I can build this in a 3D printer? Again, laying the first layer to the top layer up there, and then shaking it away and all the pellets that are not adhesed together fall off. And that's what I end up with. Exactly that. Now, if I can do that for a thousand parts inside my BMW and, and, not, and have them there when I need them in the plant and not have to pay uh, maternity leave or sick leave, or health care, or create a 401k for the machine that made this, is that cheaper labor than what China can provide? Yes. So that's why 3D printing is becoming important. And that's easy to understand. Okay, at least it is for me. And so I'm invested in a company by the name of Desktop Metals, DM. They make the fastest 3D printer in the world. I did an interview a couple of weeks ago with the CEO, and I what I learned was, yes, they make the machine to make this, but they also make the pellets, the, the sand, the ink that creates this. That is a continuing source of income. The life expectancy of the printer is seven years. The printer costs roughly $150,000, of which 120 is their markup, but the ink will generate three to $5 million over the seven years. And each year we repeat that, each seven years we repeat that process. We repeat that cycle. So I want to be in that. Now, what the uh, another one that I uh, that was desktop metals. Another one that I own is DDD. That is 3D Systems. Their stock just went up. They specialize in medical and dental. I knew that if I broke my my leg, my my and and my femur, 3D Systems could print me a new femur. Now, my femur is different than your femur. So it's not mass production like desktop metals. It's very specific to your needs and my needs. So the markups are much higher, but the continuing need is there. And the continuing income comes from the polymers and, and whatever uh, they are supplying to replace my femur. Now, just this week, they announced that they are collaborating with a, a Israeli company by the name of Coal Plant that is going to present pr to print the tissue that is needed 
to reproduce a breast from the women who have to have mastectomies as a result of breast cancer. That's roughly 2.3 million women a year that are going to need and and the unlike the current technology that is used in to in in breast uh, uh, augmenta- augmentation, the the body doesn't fight it. They don't have the problems that have been existing in the past. And this is again, each breast is different, and we have to duplicate the the structure and 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 so that this new breast is received by the woman and then the tissues grow together. That's where we're going. So those are the six companies that if Haley asked me what she should invest in and not really worry about and go on and do her business or create her job, that's what I'd invest in. Then I would say to her, and then any other money that you get that you can invest, invest in Apple, Google, and Amazon. Because when it all comes down, just like Tim Cook said, 20 years in the future, you're going to remember us for our health care. They have the smartwatch. Google has the Fitbit. Amazon is getting in to the pharmacy business. They all recognize, whether you have recognized it or not, recognize that Google, Amazon, and Apple have recognized the biggest change in our world in the next 10 years is going to be wrapped around healthcare. That's where you want to invest. Those are my best stock picks for the next 10 years. Electric vehicles, within 10 years, it's going to be a competitive product. And whoever has the cheapest price and the prettiest cars in the color you want is who's going to sell. Again, remember, in 1929, there were 1,900 manufacturers of automobiles in the United States. Today, there's three, Ford, GM, and Tesla. It's not a profitable business. <laughs> it's extremely competitive. And when you've got a lot of people competing, what do they end up competing with or on? Price. If you have a competitive price product, you don't have margins. If you have a product that they all use the same components, you don't have a moat. I just saw Ford introduce their new electric Ford 150. They're leaping into this as fast as they can. You know that Tesla has a truck coming out. You know that GM will have a truck coming out. You know that Toyota will have a truck coming out. And you're going to have 15 choices. And what's going to make your decision for you? Price. When you need a new breast, price has nothing to do with it. When you need to survive 
and, and avoid cancer, price will have nothing to do with it. Our health system is broken. Our vehicle system is not. It's merely changing its look. So that's my six best stocks for the future. Six stocks, Haley, you must own. Okay, uh, if you like this kind of video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, and um, I'll go and find more best stocks for you because there's some other things going on. Cybersecurity, if you didn't know it, we're in World War III. Talk to you tomorrow.